This is Suburban Dope. What's good, everybody? Andrew Barrow, Suburban Dope. How you living? How you feeling? Oh man, been a been a been a wild few days, man. Um, work has been killing me, guys. Good lord, it's just been. These rich people want their cedar. <laughs> they want their wood. They want it now. You know, it's my cedar, and I need it now. You know that type of thing. Good lord crazy but they got me driving the uh they got me driving a pickup now at work so like I go on deliveries so I get to break up some of the uh monotony of doing the same things all day every day which is pretty dope and it's pretty cool that they like trust me enough to drive their vehicle I'll be in that bitch blasting AC with the windows down you know what I'm saying like this ain't my shit <laughs> oh man you know, easy to pay for gas, all that. I'm like, all right, I'm cool with that. But I'm good. Uh can't even front, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push through this one. It's just uh it's a lot on my mind. It's a lot on my mind. Um I mean, as 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 safe a space as this is for me, I don't think I wanna get into that too much right now. Um I just know that uh, there's a lot on my mind. Um, ah, man, it's like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain. I just know that um, things are not. They're not good. I should say. Um, I mean, I'm trying to do better. Uh, I don't think I'm doing a very good job. And, uh, there's no real excuse. I just know that I just hope we can turn this shit around. (laughs) Cause, uh, it's, it's at, it's at that point now. So... Who knows what's going to happen? I just know that um, we're at that point now. So it's like it's, you know, it's basically tipping over at this point. And uh, who knows, man? I just know that I've uh, been trying to 
been trying to pinpoint like where I stopped giving a fuck, basically, um, relationship wise. I just don't like I want I want to care, you know what I'm saying? And I do care. I just don't know how to show it the right way. I really I really don't. Um Damn, man. Like and just like I guess like with my parents too, like they my parents very much so love me, of course. And you know, even when I talk to them now, you know, we talk and it's great, but like we're not the uh we're not we're not the I love you types, you know. We're not the uh you know, all right, love you. You know, we're not um we're not going to show our emotions too much. Like, if you give off a little too much emotion, it's like, all right, all right. And my whole family's that way. Like, I remember, this is like the perfect example. I remember uh, when I went to L.A. In, um, in February, and I haven't seen my mom since December, you know. And uh, I get there, and I see my mom, and... I mean, that's my mom. I was excited to see her, and I give her this big hug, and, like, I hugged her. And, like, as soon as the hug went along, when it, as soon as it went, uh, like, went a little too long, my mom was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Like, she, do we just, we don't, we don't, I'm not, we're not good at it, or we're not good at it. And I've never been in a relationship where, I've never been in a real relationship period to be real with you and I think um I've pinpointed that uh just last week I figured it out like I kind of figured out like where did this fuck it mentality really come from and I figured that out we'll get into that later um you know story time but yeah man and it's just I've never been in a real relationship so, uh, <clears throat> like, the things that, like, I should just do, like, just common sense, I just don't, I don't know, I don't do them, let alone do I, like, really know how to do them, but then, like, I kind of feel, <laughs> it's almost like I feel, I feel like I can't do shit, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like, sheesh you know like this is this is tough sometimes I feel like not even like not even like uh I won't even say boyfriend illiterate or like man illiterate I feel like I feel like a man child sometimes and I mean I feel I mean maybe a little bit of it is you know I haven't I haven't been out my house in shit fucking 12 years, you know, I came, I came, I came home from college and I just been home ever since. And when I was home, I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't, I was, yeah, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't doing much. I was just riding autopilot on, honestly, you know, just like, ah, whatever type thing. Groundhog day, almost, if you will, for a while, it was like that too. And there were girls, obviously, and uh, I had a like a relationship. I was in one, but it wasn't really. I can't even say it was real, just because like 
that shit lasted on and off for about four years, give or take. Um, maybe one good year in there. I'll say that. One good year. And then I did some fuck shit. And then uh, it was never, it was never good after that. Everything was always, I don't trust you and you don't trust me. And um, yeah, we were both just doing side shit. And we both knew it, but for some reason we kept staying in it. But like neither one of us really wanted to be in it, but we were here. So it was like, fuck it. And it's convenient. And uh, shit, that ended in like, what, the end of 2013, 2014. And then I've just been on some fuck it ever since. I've literally just been like, fuck it. And. I don't know what happened. I don't, I'm like, I, I really don't know what happened. It's almost like a, it's almost like a switch went off in my brain. And it's just like, fuck it. Cause like I got, I got, I got old journals like in my, you know, in my, in my, uh, in my closet right now. And I haven't read them in years. You know what I mean? Like I haven't read these, like this is, this is shit I'm talking like, 18 years old, 19 years old, like just putting out all my emotions on paper. And I remember when I started doing this because when I was in college, I was going through shit with women and all that. And uh, they would say similar things like what I'm saying right now, like, and this is, and I'm 31 now. And it's like, you know, I don't know why you don't know how to show emotion or, you know, you care, but you don't really care, and I don't know why, like, it's just, like, one of those things, and uh, all my shit that I was writing in my journal from, like, 18 to maybe 23, 24, around there, because then I just stopped writing, and this is, I mean, again, this is, this is, like, almost like the switch, I'm gonna go back to that moment as, as, as well. I'll do that later, you know, again, story time, but yeah, come 25, it was just like, fuck it. It really was from 18 to 24. I was really on some shit. Like I, like I, I I wish I'm not going to read you some, I'm not going to read you my shit. I would, but mm, that's like, like maybe I'll show you like if, like if you were around me, I would show you, but I don't think I want to read that <laughs> on here necessarily, but 18 year old Andrew was like, uh, he, 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 he understood. He got it. He definitely, he definitely wanted to be better and he was willing to grow and, um, he knew what he wanted, you know? And, uh, he just he 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 didn't know where it was and he was looking in all the wrong places, you know, fucking with the wrong females and they were saying one thing and doing another. But 18 year old, 19 year old Andrew, like 18 to 24 year old Andrew, he understood exactly what he wanted out of a relationship. He didn't know how to uh, necessarily execute it. Uh, properly and grow because he didn't know himself and he uh, he just doesn't know how to doesn't know how to really let somebody in I guess you know um, 
and it used to it used to scare the shit out of me, you know? And I would talk about it and I mean I I, I like yeah, it scared me, but I wanted it, you know? And now like it's crazy cuz like the girl I'm talking about, like this girl, whoever this woman is that I keep talking about, you know, where is she? Why can I find this and how come, you know, this and you know, typical 18-year-old, 19-year-old shit, you know. And like that's who I have now in my girlfriend. Yes. And now that I have it, it's almost like I don't I don't deserve that. I don't What did I do? What did I do to to get this? What did I do to 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 receive this? I didn't do anything. So why is it here, you know? It's it's uh it's a lot it's a lot on my mind. <laughs> it's a lot on my mind and um a big part of me feels like um she's just gonna be like, Yeah, I'm 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 good on this. And it's crazy because, like, as I think as I think back on all these relationships I've had, all these uh, all these little situationships, I guess, because I've never really had a real girlfriend before. I've tried, you know, like twenty sixteen. There was that, you know. I mean, I can I, I can give you stories for days. I'm, I mean, story time this week could probably be a little long because I got a lot of shit on my mind. But like, I tried in twenty sixteen. I remember that and. Uh, Shit, we only dated for two months, uh, and that 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 was that was a dub. Like that was a dub. That was it. Um, and then uh, I tried again in 2017, and then you know you can go back to episode zero to hear how that one ended. <laughs> and then all in between there, like. I just I was just fucking with different girls here and there. It was never anything serious. It was never I never had anything real, like legit real. The shit that I was talking about when I was a youngin, like I never had any of that until now. I re- I I just didn't, and like it's like oh shit. So that's what you do in a relationship. Like I I, I it's almost like I I have no idea what to do in a relationship, you know? And then even when, like, like when my girl, when she, like, explains to me, like, why she's mad about something or, um, you know, why this upsets her, why this frustrates her, in my head, it's like, okay, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I get it. I understand. Um, but, like, that's that's really that's really what that's really what it takes. Like it's almost like I don't believe that's what it is, you know? Cause a part of me doesn't. It's like really is it is is people say that like love is easy and shit and you know, oh relationships are easy if you're with the right person and all this stuff and like a huge part of me feels like I'm with the right person. And this shit is not easy. It's it's tough. It's it's work, you know. Like it's it's work, and I don't want to feel like 
I'm working, but sometimes I feel like I'm working because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sit here and keep doing this whole thing with y'all because, I mean, you all didn't come here for that. So (laughs) what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to turn off my brain uh, right now and get to why we're here. (laughs) because this is not why we're here. And when I get to um, story time, we'll get into it a little bit more then. You know what I mean? So just put a a pin in it. We'll get back to it. Uh, A lot of stuff went down this week. Um, You know, a a a lot of bullshit as always. A lot of dope music dropped this week. And I did see some things. So having said all that, let's get right into these spoilers. Uh, I saw this movie with my man, uh, Scott Atkins. Salute to him. He's probably one of the dopest martial artists out right now. White boy's mean. And he did this movie called Avengement. Uh, you can You can catch it. I'm sure you can catch it on the fire stick. That's where I caught it. Um, It was in the movie theater for a little bit, but not like one of those things like, oh, this is a big movie. And this is the best action movie I've seen this year, aside from uh, Triple Threat, which I talked about a few weeks ago. This is the one for me. This shit was hard. It was brutal, you know? And it it's one of those stories, it's real, it gives, it gives, it has a real John Wick vibe to it, uh, minus a lot, uh, minus the gunplay. And uh, when I explain the story, it'll make sense. So this character that Scott is playing, uh, he gets, he's like a petty, he's a petty thief, you know, doing little shit, taking, you know, Stealing people's purses and shit like that. And he steals this person's, uh, this woman's purse. And he gets locked up. And uh, while he's locked up, his brother thinks that he snitched on him. He thinks that, like, you know, he told on him. So his brother puts a bounty on his head while he's in prison. Puts a bounty on his head, 20,000 uh, 20, 20, pounds. And... Uh, Basically, the whole time this dude's in there, he's fighting for his life, and he doesn't know why. It takes him a little bit of time to figure out what's going on and all that, and that's obviously the whole movie. That's the story. But my man basically became a fucking ruthless killer because of this bounty, and it's raw it's a lot, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's obviously it's a martial arts mixed in there with the street fighting because it's prison, nigga, this shit is crazy, I mean crazy, he just keeps getting, you know, his time just keeps lasting longer and longer and longer because he's fighting literally every single day, he's fighting, he's just, as soon as he wakes up, it's on every day, it's nuts, it's a really dope, revenge story so peep game with that i enjoyed it if you like those action movies that just soon as they go they just stay on go this is the one and it's short it's only 90 minutes long avengement i'm telling you that shit is hard scott atkins is my fucking guy that shit woof, blew me away great action dope story check it out 
the Dreamville documentary. So obviously we're going to get into the Dreamville album. We'll get into that later. But the documentary really, really makes me love the album so much more. They had so much fun making this album and it shows and you hear it throughout the album. So I'm again, I'm going to get into that later, but to see it, to see it go down is what really made me enjoy this documentary. It's only 30 minutes long, not even 29 minutes. And they go through the whole, they show the whole process. They got out there, you know, Cole paid down the, uh, the studios, um, out in Atlanta, they they went out there for ten days, and it was basically almost like it was almost like summer camp, or like or like college, like you know, uh, like summer bridge. Like when I went to college with the homies, uh, the first the, we were there for for eight weeks before we started because you know you go there and they basically had this whole summer bridge program. So we were in summer bridge before school started this was like this was kind of like summer bridge like you just you like everybody's out here tighten it let's do this and it was fucking the friendly competition in there was what I loved the most about this documentary there's 10 studios there's something going on in every single studio there's a different beat being played there's different people in this room there's different people in this room and if you you got to get in there you got to put down your verse and you got to put in work. And if you want to go to something else or do something else, you got to get out there and do something else. You got to put yourself out there. What this album did with this whole process of everything did for all of them is it forced them. It forced them to get out of their comfort zone. Nobody's ever done anything like this. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this because I've never seen anything like this. But it forces it forced them to get out of their comfort zone and do songs with people you maybe you never thought you would do songs with before. Uh, mingle, talk, connect, link, do all that with all these people you never thought you would link with or anything. And the features on here is what really stands out to me. Cause like you got, you got, you got fucking, you got Smino on there, you know, and he's up and coming. Everybody like everybody on here is, you know, is up and coming. Guap dad, uh, 4,000, um, Maxo Cream, who just got signed to Rock Nation, salute to him. I'm so happy that fucking Cole put him on there, the baby on the come up, you know? And then, of course, the whole click. But to see this, to see the process, you really understand the album so much more when you watch the documentary. So if you listened to the album, dope. And wonderful, because we'll get into that later, because I, I, I love it. I'm still playing it. It's one of the best compilation albums I've ever heard, period. And but if you but if you didn't see the documentary, I'm telling you, I I 100% I suggest watch it. Just watch it. It is good. It's very well done. It's really fucking dope and it just makes it makes the album so much better. It makes the album sound better because you see because you saw the process. And like you see, you see the camaraderie, you see the competition. It's just dope. Just watch it. Dreamville documentary. That shit was hard. Netflix got a new show called uh, Mystery Iglesias. 
Not gonna lie to you, I fuck with it. I finished it ASAP. Um, it's fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian. Um, he's basically a teacher. He's a history teacher. He's one of the cool teachers, basically, in school. Nice little sitcom joint, you know, corny jokes, but some of them land. <laughs> and the show is corny, but the kids are dope, and I like Fluffy on there. And I'm a sucker for for a sitcom, man. I do. I like I like sitcoms. I really do. So I liked Mr. Iglesias. You may not like it. Or get high and watch it, because then it'll be funny as well. So either way, just watch it. (laughs) Mike Epps put out a new Netflix special. He put out his uh, new joint, Mike Epps, one mic, and he killed it. He killed it. Mike Epps is great. I think people forget that he really is good. His his material is just so silly. He gets funnier. He just gets sillier and sillier for me, and I absolutely love it, because He's not afraid to just be cartoonish almost sometimes on stage. And I fucking love that shit, man. It's great. So, Pete Game, Mike Epps, did his thing. I loved it. Lastly, um, Hulu. And I'm at, I think I'm actually going to do this like weekly because uh, I'm, 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 I'm into this. And again, this is Suburban Dope. So... This is, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is the shit that come out sometimes and you niggas be like, what the fuck, Andrew? All right. So Vanderpump Rules. All right. Uh, I love this shit. (laughs) I love this shit. I love Vanderpump Rules. It's wonderful. It's, it's, uh, well, right now the lady's not as rich as she is now, but um, I don't really know her name. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say her name or do none of that either because I don't really know. I just watched three episodes. I'm not really into it yet. But I tell you what, I like this Vanderpump Rules, yo. I like. You know what it is? I like watching white people uh, be dramatic and and argue about stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? I like that shit. I personally enjoy it. It's funny to me. I like it. Like. And then I like I like white girls that have names like Stasi when her name is clearly Stacy but her parents were probably high as shit and they were just like Stasi yeah that's the one or Jax you know <laughs> like these names are so silly to me but this show takes place in LA at this restaurant and it is everything that happens and goes down in restaurants and it's absolutely wonderful it's Great. If you work in a restaurant, if you're a waiter, nigga, this show is for you. This show will hit you right in the soul because it's so good and it's so well done and the drama is so fucking stupid, but you can't help but to laugh. I mean, really laugh, though. (laughs) It's so funny to me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh man, it's good. It's good. Uh, if you want, if you want to watch white people argue about dumb shit, Vanderpump Rules. Okay, I might. I'm not gonna lie. I might. I might give you an update on Vanderpump Rules weekly. I enjoy this shit. <laughs> it's seven seasons. Okay, I just got into it, so I got a lot of Vanderpump Rules to catch up on. But let me tell you something. I don't do reality TV a lot. I don't. I don't. But when I do. It's got to be white women arguing, man. That's 
That's the shit that gets me. You know what I'm saying? The Hills on MTV, I love that shit. A bunch of rich white girls arguing about dumb shit. And like, you know, you sit there and you watch them and you're like, white girl, why are you mad at that white girl, yo? She ain't want to invite you to a party, whatever, yo. Like, who cares, man? But they get so upset and it really makes them feel like this. And I just want to let you know that's how I felt and I didn't like it and I wanted you to know. It's wonderful. I, look, Vanderpump Rules, okay? <laughs> it's right in the title. Vanderpump Rules, all right? She dope. She dope and she got money. I know she got money, money, money now. But where I'm at in the show, she don't got no money yet. But she going to get her money. She going to get her money and I'm going to sit here and watch the come up too. Anyway, that is it for the, uh, for the spoilers. Um, obviously, I started Stranger Things uh, season three. I'm not going to do that right now because... I'm going to give you probably a whole episode about Stranger Things season three. My God. Okay. My goodness. What a show. All right. What a fucking show. Stranger Things, you are just, you just keep outdoing yourself. And it's great to watch. It's wonderful to watch these kids grow on screen and they just get better and better and better with each season. Like this shit is just it's I'm going to stop right there because I'm not I'm not going to do it right now. I feel like I'm going to give I want to dedicate a whole episode to just this whole just Stranger Things everything. It's wow, man. What a fucking show. (laughs) Good Lord. What a show, man. Let's just look. Let's look. That's it for the spoilers. What do you say we get into some news, right? Let's get into some news. Okay. J. Cole and his wife, they are expecting uh, their second child, which I think is super dope. Um, Yeah, man. Cole, truth be told, is a married man. (laughs) He low-key already has a child, you know, and uh, on the song Sacrifices, again, on the album, we'll get into that later, but he raps on there. This is how I knew he wasn't lying either. He said, she gave me the gift my, uh, she gave me the gift of my son, and plus we got one on the way. She gave me a family to love. For that, I can never repay. I'm crying while writing these words. The tears feel good on my face. And when I heard that shit, I was like, yo, Cole really is growing out here, like, He's a whole, he he really is a grown man like this dude and he keeps everything under wraps so well like we've never seen his wife I've never seen his child like he just, this dude is just this guy he fucking wins okay I can't wait I can't wait to talk about that album I'm not even going to do it now Marlon Wayne's he says white chicks 2 isn't happening not yet uh Terry Crews was on Bravo, uh, a Bravo show this week, and he jumped the gun and he was like, yeah, white chicks, it's happening, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you know, that gets out on the social media. People run with it. Boom, boom, boom. Now, Marlon over here getting all these DMs and, uh, you know, mentions like, oh, white chicks, is it happening? Boom, boom. And Marlon had uh, put up um, on his Twitter uh, the picture of him when he's in, uh, you know, in White Chicks. And uh, he had that with a picture of Terry basically saying, um, 
it's it's not they it's not happening yet. They don't even have a deal in place yet. Like nothing is in motion with White Chicks Two. So if you saw something on the internet that says yes, White Chicks Two is happening, Terry Crews said so. Don't believe that because Terry Crews don't know what the fuck he talking about. Terry Crews is just like yeah, I'm hype. I'm about to get another check. That's what that is. Okay, great. But Terry, we don't even got no studio. We don't even have a deal. We don't even got no money. We don't even got no budget, Terry. What the fuck are you saying we, that White Chicks 2 is out for? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now I got all these people in my DMs. Now I got all these people mentioning me. Now I got all these studios and shit hitting me up like, yo, why you tell Terry that shit? Why you put him out there? Yo, why? And now, and now, and now, and now I'm in some shit because you want to jump the gun and talk when nothing needs, it ain't, it ain't even nothing to talk about. We don't even got nothing to talk about, Terry. What the fuck did you say that for? That's that's pretty much what Marlon Tweet said without saying that. So, yeah. <laughs> there is no White Chicks 2 yet. Not yet. It's coming, but not yet. Fans accuse Hillary Duff of child abuse for piercing her eight-month-old's ears. And people were really, really outraged. And I just want to talk to y'all about this because um, I don't know what the fuss is all about. All right. I got a baby sister and my baby sister got her ears pierced at like three months. And that was like a regular thing. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with all this sensitivity shit and all this. Did your daughter ask for consent to get, you know, did you ask for your daughter's consent to get her ears pierced? What the fuck, man? Yo, that's what people do. Like, what the, what is the problem? Okay. That like, and and my, and my, and my, and my sister getting her ears pierced at three months. That was like, that wasn't like, oh my God. And people weren't like, oh my God. You know, it's not like when they went to, uh, the piercing place to go get it done. It's not like people were looking at her like, oh, disgusting. You're getting your daughter's ears pierced at such a young age. She doesn't even need them, blah, blah, blah. Nigga, there was like six other women in line with their little ass babies about to get their ears pierced. What the fuck is the problem, people? Why are y'all so sensitive? What is the, what, what gives, yo? Like, do y'all really need something to talk about? Is that what it is? See, I'm not even going to do that yet. I'm not even going to get there yet. We're going to get there. You know we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And that's a crazy fucking little segue into the next piece of news, which is Disney casts Halle Bailey as Ariel in its live action remake of The Little Mermaid. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the whole time, Because y'all are dumb, and I'm not going to do that with y'all now. What I'm going to do right now is shine light on her, because I'm a Chloe and Halle fan, all right? So I'm going to shine light on her, okay? She blew the director away with her audition. She blew blew him away. Off rip, she's been first runner to do this character from Jump. The director was like, I want her. From, From the beginning, he was like, I want her to do this. And truth be told, Chloe and Halle are out here destroying right now. They're doing great. I still play their album, okay? Their last two singles that they dropped are fucking phenomenal, all right? They're signed with Beyonce. What more do you fucking need to say right there? Um, they sing down. They sing the fuck down, both of them. They're beautiful. They act 
Okay, they do their thing on Grownish, which is on Freeform, which I think is about to be on its next season. They're great on there. They got like she's funny. She has charisma. She has presence to her. Why the fuck would they not let her be Ariel? What? What? Huh? But again, congratulations to her. I just gave her resume to you. I'm not going to do no more of that right now because I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. You're not going to get me either. I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to keep on going, right? Netflix, they acquired the rights to the uh, Centoya Brown documentary, which I'm looking forward to. It will be directed by uh, David H. Berman. And yeah, man, Centoya comes home in August, I think, Around that time, the documentary will probably come out maybe later because they're going to have all of this in the documentary. So probably later, I'm thinking end of the year type shit, it'll come out. I'm happy personally. Uh, Netflix does a great job with their documentaries, especially ones like this. And her story deserves to be heard. Um, It's crazy. I still don't think that she deserved to get locked up for what the fuck happened to her. And, uh, yeah, man, salute to Netflix for acquiring that. Her story, her story deserves to be heard, man, period, period. I still don't think she should have been locked up. No way. Um, more black girl magic, 15-year-old Corey Goff, uh, they call her Coco. She beat, um, you know, Venus Williams at the Wimbledon. And she is the youngest woman to win a Wimbledon match since 1991, which is amazing. She is the future of tennis. This little girl is great. She's an athlete. She's the she's the future. Uh, 100%, I think, Serena and Venus will hand her down the, uh, the throne. Like, here, this is yours now. Like, that's going to happen. When they retire, that's going to happen. She's only 15 years old. Like, when they retire, who knows when that'll be, but even when that happens, say it's 10 years from now, she'll be 25. She'll be in her prime. <laughs> Not even. She'll be 25, killing them. Like, can you think, like, think about that. That's crazy. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Salute to her, man. I watched the match, too. She's she's phenomenal. She is phenomenal. I mean, wow. Her backhand is flawless. Um, her serve is flawless. Her her foot movement is stupid. Like this girl is great at what she does. Period. Mary J. Blige, she signs uh, her first look TV deal with Lionsgate. Yup, yup. Great for her. She will develop and produce uh series through her new launch production company called Blue Butterfly, and she can create content for the studio's uh, multiple platforms. So I'm expecting to see, obviously, some series in there for sure, probably a movie or three for sure, but this is great for Mary J. Mary J is awesome. Mary J is low-key uh, a great actress, low-key. She kills it on Umbrella Academy. She destroyed it in Mudbound. Um, she's awesome. Mary J. Blige, you deserve all that. I'm I'm happy for it. I'm here for it. Dope. Meek Mill is now co-owner of Lids. Cool. Great for him. North America's uh, largest retail seller of hats 
and licensed sports products. And he invested in lids after um, talking with, uh, you know, because him and him and uh, the Sixers manager, not the manager, the owner, him and the Sixers owner, they're like good friends. So he had a conversation with him. Dude told Meek, hey, lids is a great investment. You should do that. He did it. The rest is history. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> Serena Williams becomes the second black woman on the tennis uh, woman woman tennis player to be featured on the Weedy cereal box, which I think is really fucking cool. Uh, set to roll out this month, so expect to see that in stores. I'm probably gonna get a box um, just because it's Serena, and you know because black people. Fuck you, mean. And uh, the first woman who was on a box was um, Athea Gibson. And yeah, congratulations to you, Serena Williams. Always doing great shit, okay? The Office will no longer be streamed on Netflix come 2020 uh, or, or, it might be, or it might be come 2021. Either way, the shit's going off, all right? It's going to be now exclusively on NBC's new streaming service, which is going to be... Uh, just like every other streaming service, they're going to be producing, um, you know, they'll have all their series on there. Obviously, they're going to be making movies um, and more series through the through the streaming service. So, of course, The Office is going to go back over there because it's 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 their show. And Parks and Rec will probably go next. Right after right after that, Parks and Rec will probably go just it. But look, me personally, I have. I have all of these on DVD because I'm I'm a I'm a stan. I'm not like a fan. I'm not like, oh yeah, the office. Like, yeah, the office is cool. It's like, no, I fucking love the office. Okay. I've watched The Office, okay, season one through nine, and 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 the last two seasons are not even that good, and I don't even care. Um, I've probably watched it through probably ten times within within life. Uh, I'll never forget when I got Netflix. What was that? 2009, we got Netflix, and The Office was the first show that I just, I didn't watch anything else on Netflix for probably a year. I was just watching The Office. <laughs> I didn't care. It's that good, though. And Parks and Rec is right there. If not, I, I, might, I might love Parks and Rec more because Ron Swanson and Andy Dwyer. So that's just what that is <laughs> but yeah if you want to watch the office i mean you could be like me and get them on dvd or you can get the new nbc streaming service or you can just watch it on your fire stick it's 2019 you know what i mean like what what the fuck <laughs> reboots of family matters and hanging with mr cooper are in talks for a new streaming platform by warner brothers so Warner Brothers is making this new streaming platform, obviously, and again, they're going to be producing, you know, their their own TV shows on there and movies through the streaming service. But their thing is they wanna they wanna do like a reboot thing with um with different shows. So the first ones are Family Matters and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Then they want to do Step by Step. And I think they want to do uh, Perfect Strangers as well. They saw, look, they saw, look, Netflix did it first with Fuller House. And clearly, even though Fuller House is trash, 
but it's wonderful, beautiful trash. Not gonna lie to you, it's silly trash. It's so good. I just, I look, I'm a Full House fan. I just like Full House. I don't care, man. Suburban dope, fuck you. And that's basically what they're getting at. They're like, look, we see what's happening over there. We're gonna, we're gonna jump on that. We're gonna do that too. I ain't mad at him. Okay, July 9th, which is this week, which actually is tomorrow, now I'm thinking about it, uh, Aziz Ansari returns to Netflix with his new comedy special titled Right Now and directed by Spike Jones. Um, I'm going to be 100% with you. The shit looks really fucking good. And he he looks good up there, man. He looks He looks like... This this definitely was the right time to do this. I can't wait to hear what he addresses. I already watched um, a snippet of one of the jokes, and it was very good. His delivery has calmed down. He's not really jumping all over the stage anymore. His delivery is really fucking... I mean, that shit is like... Yo, my man Aziz is... He look real fucking seasoned, bruh. And I'm ready to watch that shit. It's going to be very inspirational. And salute to Spike Jones because the directing for this comedy special is flawless, my nigga. The camera angles that you did and the way that you did it. Oh, man, that's that's see. See, when I'm when I'm watching comedy specials, I'm watching it different from y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is how I look at them. And I'm really excited for Aziz. Uh, he went through that shit, and it was stupid, and it was dumb, and uh, you know, at some point, it com- it comes a point where it's like, when do we forgive these people? And in his situation, honestly, I could I could forgive Aziz. That was that was just a bad situation, ended kind of bad, and he did something very fucked up in there. But it wasn't fucked up like you know, jerk off in front of you fucked up you know what i'm saying like louis ck i'm not and i and i and i'm not saying that louis ck shouldn't be here nah i think that louis next special is gonna be a fucking killer and we all need to be ready for that but what i am saying is louis i'm still looking at you kind of funny bruh like you was you was my guy like the the louis show is one of the best shows i've ever seen period like writing wise and comedy wise that shit is fucking gold man and i'm not even gonna sit here and say like oh man yeah you know your specials are so great because i only i can i can i i can name i like i think i like i really like two of them but other than that you know you kicking out fucking material every year new shit on top of that and it's just sometimes it's just it's just not good bro it's just like all right that was okay but is what it is, but you jerking off in front of women, my nigga, that shit is just weird, bro, it's so fucking weird, man, and that's not even like a, okay, I forgive you, it's just like, yo, I don't even know how to take you, you know what I'm saying, like, I I don't know how to take you, like, even when you come on stage, I'm not saying, like, oh, Louis shouldn't be on stage, nah, man, Louis wasn't here for, like, a year, (laughs) he just wasn't here, and now he's back out doing his thing, but, nigga i'm still fucking looking at you like bro you really did that shit like you did that bro that shit is weird bro fucking we don't shake my hand nigga i'm good you know what i'm saying like one of them type of things but anyway there's one with disease looks very good i'm, I'm i'll am i be watching lil rel 
Uh, he's going to be doing his second hour special. He's going to be premiering it on HBO, which I think is awesome. There's no date just yet. Uh, it will be taped in L.A. this month, which is cool. So, hey, man, I'm ready for it, Lil Rel. Truth be told, uh, I don't want to keep hearing the same jokes that you did in your special four years ago. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about, like, I've seen those jokes everywhere after that, you know? Like, of course, and that's no, and that's, that's no shade because my nigga... You got on it when it came down to that, you know, from Get Out. Then you had the show on True TV and then, you know, Carmichael's show. And you really did the acting thing. You really went in with the acting. So I understand. I understand 100% because I'm a comedian. I get why you kept that same material and you kept doing those jokes because you weren't really working on new stuff. But things happen in life and all of a sudden I guess you were like you know what I'm about to put my pen to work and I'm ready to see it man I can't wait I can't wait I'm a fan of you so I'm looking forward to it lastly Aladdin has passed Independence Day to become Will Smith's highest grossing film ever ever uh Aladdin recently hit 824 million worldwide which is nuts. I haven't even seen it yet. I want to go see it. I hope to go see it. Uh, it's definitely going to make a billion dollars. And salute to Will Smith, man. Keep killing it. Independence Day was uh, $817.4 million worldwide. So congrats to you, Will Smith. Pretty dope. That's all the news this week. Well, at least the news that I liked this week. <laughs> What do you say we get into some singles? There was a few of them. There's a lot of dope shit, too. Don't get me wrong. So let's get right into it. Uh, You know how we do. That's fire. Oh, shit. The burbs and the ugly face. All right. That's fire. Her. Uh, She dropped Racks featuring YBN Corday. They performed it on the BET Awards. That's where I first heard the song. It's a fucking, though. That shit is fucking fire, man. That's a... that's some, that's some, that's like a strip, that's like a, that's like a strip club turned down, but it still fucking hits, ooh, that shit is fire, love it, Fat Joe, dropped, uh, dropped, dropped Pullin', featuring Wayne and Dre, very dope song, uh, I enjoyed it, Dre was rapping on there, which is cool too, Post Malone, slowly, slowly, and I mean real fucking inchworm slowly, he's growing on me, slowly, all right, this song they put out featuring Young Thug, Goodbyes, fire. I fuck with it. I have played his album that uh that Bentleys and Bongs or Bongs and Bentleys, however way you say it. Not gonna lie to you, it's growing on me. Okay, inchworm growing. All right, the nigga still looks like he smells like garbage water, and that's just look. That's just me being judgmental, and that's okay. Y'all are judgmental too. The nigga looks like he smells musty. Um, he looks dirty, but his music isn't bad. And that's, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, lastly, Scarlord, he dropped a new song called Ask. And I really fuck with Scarlord, man. So peep that fire song. 
oh shit, let's get right into it. Migos, they dropped stripper pole, uh, stripper pole, stripper bowl. Man, that shit is, <laughs> that shit fucking sneaks up on you. It's, it, you know, it, 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 it's, it's rocking, it's going. And then it gets to this part where the, uh, where the, where, where the hook drops in and fucking Quavo, man, he killed that fucking hook that, woo, 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 ice, woo, 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 woo. That shit is hard, nigga. That shit hit. That shit hits, bruh. So I fuck with that. Uh, Red Hearse, which is um, a group, uh, a collective from, um, I believe, uh, the, the, the singer from Fun, uh, my nigga Soundwave over there in TDE, and um, somebody else. But these songs that they put out, so they have their self-titled one, Red Hearse, that's the first single, and then the next single is called Honey. Both of them? will sneak up on you. They're both great. I'm actually still playing both of them. Really good songs, for sure. Um, then we got Raphael Sadiq. He about to drop some fucking heat, and I'm just waiting for it. I'm patiently waiting. Give me all the R&B, nigga, okay? I love R&B for real. <laughs> I really do, man. I love, I love, yo, I love love, man. I love love. But I'm also terrified of love, if that makes sense. I love love, man. I do. But I am terrified of love. And then there's also something in me that feels that I don't deserve love. And that sounds crazy, but sometimes I feel like I don't deserve it, man. I, I Look, again, yo, my parents, they, 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 they didn't show me love my parents love me very very much so they do but they didn't show it in that way and it really fucked up my mental so that's where my mental's at i need i need therapy people i need to fucking be in therapy therapy costs too much money though okay so i gotta sit here and do this shit with y'all and hopefully me listening back it's like okay maybe i'll go work on that or maybe i'll like okay i hear it now but uh, who, who who fucking knows you know what i mean <laughs> i just hope that i'm not the only one that feels like this sometimes that's all i'm saying jacob collier uh my man he uh put out a song called it don't matter featuring jojo that shit is great i'm a fucking jacob fan i really fuck with jacob man he's dope so peep game with that and lastly my man d1 dropped the one and it's fucking great featuring uh jonathan mcreynolds uh the gospel singer uh the song is great d1 drops his new album on the 19th and it's called boys and girls or uh or uh songs about girls and honestly i think it might fucking put me in check <laughs> in many ways <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. All right, so let's go to the burbs this week. My man Labyrinth, he dropped uh, Mount Everest. Song is fucking good. Lawrence dropped Casualty, which is produced by John Bellion. And man, I really like Lawrence. They're a great, they're, they're, they're brother and sister, and I just fuck with them. They're so good, bro. Craig David dropped When You Know What Love Is. Dope song. Ed Sheeran, I got two from Ed Sheeran. We got Best Part of Me featuring Yeba. 
that shit is. Yo, Yeba, stop playing, man. I'm telling you, get into the fucking shit now. Adele's not here, Yeba. Adele's not here. And Adele, excuse me, Adele is going through some shit right now. I believe she's going through a divorce and other things right now. Therefore, Adele's next album is going to be fucking fire. That shit's going to fucking what? It's going to hit, man. So Yeba, because I love you, Yeba, I really do love you. I'm a fan of you, Yeba. Your voice really does something to my soul. It makes me smile. I really like you, Yeba. You are good. Please put out something. Put out something by the end of the year. Something. I love that you keep featuring on these songs and destroying them. I love that. I love it. But damn, I want an album, Yeba. I want an album. I want an album because I believe that you personally, I believe that you have a better voice than Adele. I do. I do. I do. And Adele is great. I'm not taking nothing away from her. I love Adele. I, I'm in love with Yeba. I'm in love with that white woman. I really like her. I really do. I really do. I might, I, yo, you know what? If I, if I, if I didn't have a woman, I would find, I would find Yeba. I 100% would. I would go find her and I make her mine. That's just how I feel about her. Okay. Her voice does something to my soul. You don't, you don't need to explain. I don't need, you don't need to figure out why you don't need to know that. And then the other song that Ed Sheeran dropped was called blow featuring, uh, my man, Chris Stapleton. And that shit is fucking great. Ed Sheeran's new album. It's going to be so good. That collaborations album is going to be so good. Oh my God. It really is. I'm excited. Oh, lastly for the burbs, my man, Connor Maynard, my nigga, where you been, Connor? Bro, where you been, bro? I've been, I'm still playing your album from 2012. I still play that pop shit, man, because I like it, and you know I do. I still play the covers mixtape that you put out, you know, three years ago. I still watch the videos on YouTube of you killing shit. I just wanted to know when you was coming back, and then you dropped this song, ha- uh, Hate How Much I Love You, and I'm like, yo, Connor, you're back, like, this shit's, a, this shit's a smash, Connor. It's a smash. I really fuck with it. It's very good. And I can't wait to hear your new album because I notice what you're doing. And if it's not an album, it's an EP that's going to become an album. It's something. But I know what you're doing, Connor, and I'm just happy that you're back. Um, if you want to go back to England, you can go back there too. That's fine, my nigga. But go back to England and then keep dropping music over here. That's what I'm saying. So... Welcome back, Connor. Lastly, let's get to the ugly face. My man, Mayor Hawthorne, dropped a song called The Game. Wow. Wow. Mayor Hawthorne is so good already, but this song, ugh, that shit is raw. I really fuck with that. Jason Derulo dropped Mamacita. Uh, he's clearly cooking up for a new album because this Mamacita, this shit's fucking, mm, that shit is okay then, Jason. I hear you. I hear you. My, I'm, I'm paying attention again. I got you, bro. Put it that way. My man, Devon Terrell. Devon, please hurry up and drop this album because I can't take it anymore. The singles are so good. And it just makes me go, 
fuck, man. Just drop the album. Just drop it, bro. Devon dropped What Is This, which is great. And then No Iron Team, which is a fucking, oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Devon, just drop the album, bro. Please, please drop the album. I'm begging you, man. Lastly, Rick Ross dropped a new one called Big Time, featuring Swiss Beats, produced by Just Blaze. You already know what the fuck it sounds like, man. You heard what I just said? I said featuring Swiss Beats, produced by Just Blaze. What more do you need me to say, all right? Rick Ross said in the song, his barber come to him because he big time, all right? That's some real shit. I want to make that type of money. I want that type of money that I got to be like, yo, barber, I need a haircut today. I need a haircut right now, nigga. Come on through. Come on through. I drop you. I give you like 500 for the haircut just because I got it like that. I would love to do some shit like that. Rick Ross could do that. He could do that because he big time. And he lets you know in the song that he big time. And I really fuck with this song. It's a great workout song. It's just good. It's just good, man. So... That's it for the singles this week. Uh, I'm I'm I didn't I didn't I didn't do any videos. I'm do uh, look look what I'm what I'm realizing with videos is this. Uh, not a lot of y'all pay attention to them anyway. One, but two. I'm only gonna talk about videos of the ones that I really really like because there's some videos out here I just don't give a shit about them. They're just videos, you know? It's like, all right, cool, that's dope. I see why you did that type thing. Like, I like videos, like that shit that blows you away, like like a video, like a short film. It, unless, it's, unless it's like that, I'm not talking about the videos. So from here on out, we ain't doing no videos unless it's something that's video worthy to speak about. Because what the fuck? And you niggas ain't watching videos anyway. So... Why, why, why am I going to sit here and waste my time? You know what I mean? So let's just get right to it. Albums this week. So uh, we were gone for about, for about you know, two weeks. So, you know, a few things dropped. Not too many, but a few dropped. Enough dropped for you to be like, oh, there's a little bit of everything here. You know what I mean? So we got Suburban Cool, Suburban Raw, Suburban Dope. You already know how that go. You know how that go. So Suburban Cool... Uh, my nigga O3 Greedo, Free O3 Greedo, um, O3 Greedo and Travis Barker, they dropped uh, Meet the Drummers, it's an EP, uh, I don't know why it's here, that's what I will say, is it bad, it's not bad, it's cool, but I don't know why it's here, I don't know why it's here, and I don't, and I don't care at that, so that's how that one's coming, um, my nigga Jaden, you know Jaden Smith, but he took away the Smith now because he don't want to be, uh, you know, confused with his father and he wants, uh, that, uh, for, and basically for career reason, for career wise, he's like, look, Jaden, that's it. So he dropped, um, I guess it's E, I don't even look sire, it's sire backwards. Um, so E R Y S and it's a lot of songs on here, but again, it's cool. Um, it just gets, it gets, it gets confusing in the middle there, man. It just does. It does. But the album as a whole is not bad. And I like Jaden. Jaden's fucking talented. I like him a lot. He's very good at what he does. So 
I don't mind the album. I just know that in the middle there in the album, it starts to jumble and it just sounds like noise. And that's maybe that's just my ears, but hey, that's 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 what I got. Uh, Chris Brown, Indigo. Um, okay, okay. Uh, where do I hmm, where do I begin? Um, okay, I'll start here. If I were to grade the album, I give the album. A high D, low C. Uh, Chris Brown, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You did this last year with 45 songs or 42 songs, whatever have you. And now we do it again with these 32 songs. And why can you not just give us fucking 15 good songs? 15 good songs. There is easily nine to ten songs on this album that I just do not need. I just don't need them. I don't need them at all. Where the fuck are you going with this album, bruh? There is zero direction. In the last two albums you've put out, there's no direction in the music, bro. The music, yeah, the songs, they're dope. They're great. You're not talking about anything different in any of them. And again, where the fuck are we going, Chris? Where are we going, bro? What are you doing? My nigga, where is the direction on your albums? And you know how I know it's like, what the fuck? Because this album cover, nigga, what the fuck is this album cover, bro? What is this? This shit is weird, my nigga. What is all this, like this weird, like what is this shit? There's some robots in here and like creatures, like what is this? And then your face like, what is this album, bro? What is this album? What is Indigo? What the fuck are we looking at here? What is this Chris Brown? What is this? That's why the album gets a gets a high D, low C. Because, yeah, great, there's songs on here. Don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? Come Together featuring her, yes. Lurking with uh, Tory Lanez, yeah. Trust Issues slash Acting, yeah. Cheetah, cool. Undecided, yeah. BP slash No Judgment, yeah. There's songs on here, but there's 32 fucking songs on here, bro. And I just named eight or seven that I'm like, all right, those can stay. And then there's still fucking 24 other songs to listen to, 25 other songs to go through. Nigga, that's too much. And that's too much for an album that has zero direction. Where the fuck are we going, man? What is this? What on earth is this cover? What is the reason for putting out all these songs? I get it. You want to chart and you want to have all these singles and all that stuff. That's dope. But Chris, why can't you just make a really good fucking album and give us like 15 really good fucking well thought out songs? The last album that you gave us that was well thought out was Fame. That was eight years ago, my nigga. You haven't given us a great album in eight years. And I feel like Fame was good because you were you just went through some shit 
with Rihanna, the whole shit with Rihanna went down, the fucking, the media, the public, they fucking shamed you, you were out of here for like a year, like you was just out of here, and then 2011, you come back with this fucking banger of an album, you drop singles like Deuces, and you know, Look At Me Now, and you had songs like Wet The Bed On There, and you know, I Should Have Kissed You, and um, there's, there's just so many different songs that, the, the, look, I'm about to read you the whole quick. I still, look, I still play this album. This is the last good album you did, Chris Brown. This is the one, this right here, fame. So you opened up the album with deuces. Then you went to up to you. You know what I'm saying? Which was a song clearly about Rihanna. Then no BS, which was it's still fire look at me now fire she ain't you a song once again about rihanna yeah three times was dope next to you another song about rihanna you know what it is with you chris you gotta go through some shit in order for us to get a good album out of you you just out here living life doing drugs, having fun, not giving a fuck, being real dark skin. And I'm not mad at that at all. But nigga, your 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 music needs some sort of direction, bro. I have no idea where I'm going on this 32 song journey of just songs. Songs that are saying the same thing that the last 5 songs before it said. What the fuck am I listening to this for? What am I listening to this for? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I guarantee you, me talking about this and ranting about this right now, somebody's like, you know what? I'm not even going to play this, Chris Brown. You know, and you know what I say to that? Don't. Don't. Because you're never going to finish it, one. And two, some, halfway through, you're going to be like, okay, what am I, what, what is the point of this? What's the point, bro? What's the point, man? I don't understand the point. What is the reason for the cover? I'm not going to get over this cover, bro. The cover is silly. The cover is strange. The cover makes no sense with the album at all. I don't know, bro. I just don't know with you. I don't know. I just wish you would make an album like Fame. Like, why can't you just make a regular album, bro? <laughs> just give us a fucking album. I don't understand. I don't, I don't. Chris, I don't, man. I just don't get it. And this and this and this long shit started happening with that uh with that Fortune album. And that was 2012. And then all of a sudden after that, you did that dumb album with Tiger, which nobody listened to. And then you put out Royalty in 2015, and that was like 18 songs. I mean, I mean, I'm even cool with 18. Like, that's fine with me. Give us, give us 18. But then you did that dumb shit. Well, then, well, then you, well, then X, X wasn't bad. X was like, X was like 17 songs or something like that. That was cool. And then here come that heartbreak on a full moon. And it's just, what the fuck are we, what is this? It's 45 songs of just shit. And now here goes Indigo, just, 32 songs of just shit. This is shit, bro. It's just shit thrown on an album. 
There's zero direction here, Chris. I got to get off of this album now because I'm going to keep going because I'm just so I'm just I'm annoyed, bro. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed because I'm a fan and I and I and, and I like to I like to, you know, wish the best for you and you've been through some shit and you know all that. But nigga, you this shit is it's, it's not good, bro. It's not good. This album's not good. As simple as that. Just because it's, just because an album has thirty two songs or a whole bunch of songs doesn't mean it's good. This cover doesn't look like, and this cover looks strange. I don't know what the fuck this is. There's thirty two songs. There's no direction. I don't know where I'm going. There's great songs on here. Yeah, there's great songs on here. But who gives a fuck, bro? And that's real. Let's move on to Suburban Raw. My nigga uh, Daniel Caesar. He dropped Case Study One Hundred One. And look, I know that I that I did what I did about Daniel Caesar on here. I talked I talked my shit about Daniel Caesar. I did. I didn't want to listen to his album because I I knew that I shouldn't be because you know Daniel said, "Look, if y'all don't like what I said, uh, then you don't have to buy my shit." And we were like, "That ain't no problem, Daniel. Like that's fine." But this shit, nigga. This Case Study 101 album is fucking good. It's phenomenal. And that's real. That's very real. Daniel gave us a solid sophomore album. I mean, something really good. He's really, he's really getting into his bag now. Like he's, you know, talking shit a little bit and uh, not really, he's still singing on here. Yeah, but he's not forcing the singing on us anymore. Not like he did on the first album when he was crooning all over that motherfucker because he's like, yeah, I know I'm ugly, but watch this, nigga. I'm a sing, okay? I'm ugly as shit, I know, but watch this. That's basically what he was doing on the whole first album. He's like, I know, nigga, I'm ugly, but psh, like, but, but your girl's still on me because watch this. This shit here, this shit is amazing. Frontal Lobe Music by far is my favorite song on this album. I just fucking love it. It does something to me. It's great. Pharrell's on there. Great. Love Again uh, with Brandy is another one that's just wow. Uh, Superposition is just woo. Um, Complexities is another one. And then Too Deep to Turn Back was the one for me that really sits with me is too deep to turn back. That shit is wow. Man, just go 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 get that album. Very good. Not even gonna lie. Very good. Damar Jackson, he dropped uh U2. And I put this in uh the raw section because this nigga really is talking about some shit. Like this nigga talking about some shit, bro. But he is very much so um, a happy man in a relationship, and that's what he talks about in his music, and it's really fucking good. I mean, really good. So, peep game with that. Lastly, my nigga, West Side Gun. Always coming, always coming with the heat. Boom! You know what I'm saying? Always coming with that shit. Fly God is an awesome God, and this is as raw as it gets for the whole summer. Okay, I played this album, and I and and I robbed four people. So that's how that goes. You know what I'm saying? I put this on, and I was like, you know what? I don't I don't need to work. What I'm gonna go do is I'm gonna go find my nigga, my nigga Chico. I'm gonna go get me a pack, and I'm gonna go move this shit. Cause fuck all that, and and and, and I'm gonna do it with, with with a fucking ratchet on my hip, like. 
that's that's what this shit does to me. All right, I fucking love West Side Gun. I've always loved West Side Gun. Gun Lib is probably my favorite song on this whole album. Gun Lib, Birkin is wild. Thousand Shot Mac, wild. Ferragamo Funeral, good lord. Mm, 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 mm. I'm not even going to keep doing this with y'all. Just go listen to West Side Gun. Go listen to Griselda Records anything, okay? When you put on Griselda Records, I'm telling you that you will understand why Buffalo is such a grimy, gritty, hard, raw fucking place. Because, nigga, you gotta be crazy to be hustling bricks at 6 a.m. in negative two degree weather, bro. You gotta be crazy. You gotta come up strong. You gotta come up hard. And it just shows in all of their music. Fucking West Side Gun, nigga. Fuck, man. Fuck, bro. <laughs> this album is so good, man. It's so good. I almost I almost fucking play the song. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, man. West Side Gun. Fly Guy is an awesome god. That's all you need to know. Let's get into it. Uh, Suburban Dope this week. You already know. I'm going to do it like this. So the Black Keys. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Black Keys. I, I, I still play... Um, their whatchamacallit uh, album, Still uh, Brothers. And they just put out their new one called Let's Rock. And you know what? Black Keys is back. And I'm happy. The album sounds great. The songs are really fucking good. And I'm just happy that they're back doing what they do. I, I love Black Keys. I do. They're good. It's simple as that. They're just, they're good. Um, if I were to give you five songs off of here... Uh, Eagle Birds, definitely. Every Little Thing, definitely. Go, for sure. Under the Gun, yup. And then uh, I'll say, I'll even go ahead and say Walk Across the Water. Walk Across the Water is fucking hard. Yeah, so, duh. All right. Mustard. Mustard put out an album. It's called Perfect Ten. And uh, surprisingly, it's uh, it's a perfect ten, to be real with you. Ten songs on here. Uh, Mustard did his thing. I did not expect it to sound like this. It's, you know, you think it would sound like a uh, compilation album. It does not. It's fucking good. <laughs> it's really good, actually. There's a, there's a surprise Nipsey uh, fucking feature on here. Rest in peace to Nipsey. We miss you, man. We fuck. I miss you, Nipsey. I really do. I still can't believe you're gone. Really can't. Um, the song that I like on here a lot is uh, Baguettes in the Face, That's My Shit, and Ballin' featuring Roddy Rich. That shit is fucking hard, man. Hard. And then On God is another great song uh, featuring ASAP Rocky and YG and uh, Tigers on there too. And then, but again, that uh, that Nipsey feature, that the last song on the album is called Perfect Ten. It's a Nipsey feature, man. That should make you cry. It's very good. Very fucking good. Okay. I'm going to do it like this just because this is the one that came out last week. And now we have the other one that came out this week. And I'm going to talk about both of them in detail. But I'll do this one first. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib drop Bandana. It's the hardest album I've heard 
this year. It's the best album I've heard all year. It's the best album this year. Thus, this far, Bandana is the best album this year. 100%. I cannot believe how flawless this record is. This album also, Mad Lib, you fucking crazy person. He made this, he made this album, he made these beats on an iPad. And some of the beats, they sound unfinished and they sound unmastered and they're supposed to sound like that on purpose. And then when you listen to the album, it makes for so much. The music is just so gritty and raw and Freddie. What the fuck, Freddie? Why were you rapping like that on here, bruh? You were rapping on this album, nigga. Like, (laughs) rapping, bruh. Not like, oh yeah, cool. Like, nigga, you were fucking rapping, bruh. Wow. Freddie, wow. You and Madlib get signed, and all of a sudden, you niggas are like, all right, yo, this is going to be the album that's going to be the flex. And that's exactly what this album is. Just, this, is your, this is your major label debut flex. This is your way of saying, yo, I'm an upper echelon rapper. I've always been an upper echelon rapper. You niggas just weren't paying attention. So what I'm going to do is, me and Mad Lib, we going to do this over here. They, you know, they dropped Pinata five years ago. That shit was hard. I still play that shit. Then, here we go now, five years later, uh, we got Bandana, and they're signed, both of them, and both of them were just like, yeah, we're going to flex. The fucking beat transitions in this album, fuck you, Mad Lib. Why are they so good, bruh? I mean, fucking what? What? Mm, 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 mm. That half main, half cocaine, that beat switch, bruh. Ooh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. The beat switch and fucking that transition and fake names. Ooh, there's a feature on here. Uh, featuring Pusher and Killer Mike and Killer Mike is just on the hook and he absolutely destroyed and Pusher T what the fuck Pusher T why are you so good why why nigga this shit's crazy and fucking Anderson Pack as a feature on your song Anderson Pack is a motherfucking cheat code yo Anderson Pack destroyed this song that Giannis wow Practice, wow. Cataracts, wow. My man Rick, his favorite song, Gat Damn, woo, good lord. Then you got Education featuring Most Deaf, excuse me, Yazine Bay and Black Thought. And we got a Most Deaf, excuse me, Yazine Bay. We got a uh, we got a verse from him on this song. And wow. The album to do it on, you do it on the Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album. I like that, Yazin Bay. I like that, my nigga. Appreciate you most. And Black Thought, fuck you, bro. All right? Fuck you, man. Because why are you so good? Why, why, why are you this good, Black Thought? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You, you are so seasoned and you're so thorough in this game that you, it's just so effortless for you, and it is disgusting, it's ridiculous, bro, it's so ridiculous, Matt, you know, Freddie Gibbs, what you did to this album is not fair, it's not fair, 
Um, I'm again, I'm, I'm going to be playing this to the end of the year and I'm going to be playing it in the next year. Just like I've been playing your album that you dropped last year. Fucking Freddie. I'm still playing that shit. I'm still playing that because it's that good. I still play the album you put out with currency. I still play it because it's that fucking good. It's just, it's good, bro. It's good. This album, Bandana, all you need to do is just go listen to it because it is the best album of the year. And the year's not even over yet. And I don't care because it is the best album of the year. And it'll probably be number one still on my list at the end of the year. It's that good. It's that good. The bars are that good. The beats are that fucking raw and great. The album as a whole is just so full. It's great. It's such a full body of work. It's, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs, Mad Lib, Bandana. If you haven't listened to it, um... I don't know why you wouldn't. So go on, get on that like now. (laughs) Lastly, this is what we got right here. Lastly, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Album finally dropped. We went through all this shit. We saw it all on social media. We all saw it. Saw it all go down in the beginning of the year. And now the album's here. And let me tell you something. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, when I talked about the documentary It shows, you can hear it, you can hear it in the music, it shows. This album is wonderful. Not only that, what I love about this album the most, for real, for real, this was, this was, this was J. Cole's flex right here. This was, this was Cole's flex. This was Cole's um, Dynasty Rock La Familia, if you will. J. Cole is all over this fucking album, and I absolutely love it. I'm going to count the songs right now that he's on. He's on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So this meant and and there's and there's 18 songs on the album and Cole made sure and when you watch the documentary what I love I think what I love about the fact that Cole's all over this album is when you watch the documentary Cole explains that he has on two hats he's wearing two hats he got the producer hat on and then he also got you know the artist hat on but like the first 2 days doing in the studio, you know, he's there making sure everybody else is good, making sure, you know, all right, are you, are you comfortable? Are you good? Like you need to get in the room, like doing all that. And then he was like, damn, like I haven't even put pen to paper yet. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm not inspired. I got to get into my groove. And he really fucking got into his groove with this album. Let me tell you what I love about this album, what I love about it. Uh, Cause a lot of things I love about it, but what I love about it are, uh, the concepts. I love um, compilation albums because you can really play with the concepts. Like, to this day, my favorite fucking posse cut song is, you know, 1 900 Hustler. And that's one of the, that's one of my, that's one of the dopest 
hardest songs I've ever heard to this day. That concept is just so fucking ill. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas calling up a hotline to learn how to hustle. That is fucking ill, man. Fucking raw. So this shit, um, the song Lambo Truck, which, by the way, I don't think y'all should have released these. Uh, the last two singles you released last week before dropping the album, I definitely don't think you should have released those. I think you should have kept them in the tuck and let us wait for them. I think that's what you should have did. But the song Lambo Truck features uh, Reason from TDE and Kaz and also Child is Major. And the song is about Kaz and Reason basically plotting to go rob the C- to go to go rob the CEOs of the label. So reasons like, yo, um, yo, you see Cole, man, like Cole over here shining, like, I'm gonna go rob this nigga. And then Cause is like, rob this nigga, like, nah, bro, like that's my nigga. Like you can't you can't just go rob this nigga. Like, nah, like I'm not robbing him. And then and then reason basically like, all right, look, well, if you don't rob him, I make a deal with you. You can go rob, you go rob, you go rob, uh, you go rob Top Dog, and I'll rob Cole. And then it's like, all right, bet. And that's the song, though. And they're going back and forth, and you hear it. Oh, mean. Fucking mean. Um, One of my favorite features on here, definitely my nigga Maxo Cream. Maxo Cream on Oh Wow Swerve. He killed that verse. He killed that verse. I love Maxo. Again, Maxo just got signed to Rock Nation. You're over there with Jay now. Like, it's on. It's on. It's on. I'm such a Maxo fan. Let's get ready. Uh, Wells Fargo is a great fucking posse cut. Um, and, uh, like, I love the whole, my lord, can you pass me the bazooka? Can you pass me, the, you know, I love that. I love, could you pass me the blunt, sir? Like, I love that way that they were talking to each other. Uh, yeah, that shit, that shit is wonderful. Uh, Ladies, Ladies, Ladies is a dope song. Um, I love that one. That's J-I-D and T-I. And that concept is basically them, uh, J-I-D's basically telling, you know, he's talking to T-I like, yo, I used to, you know, I used to get bitches back in the day, like, yo, I had this one shorty, like, yo, she was crazy, like, I had this other one, like, yo, her brother tried to shoot me, like, Chris, yo, shit got wild, and then T.I.'s like, nigga, you don't know nothing about these bitches, bro, let me tell you about some bitches, and, like, that's dope, my favorite song on here, probably, my uh, favorite concept-wise, is 1993, and 1993 is dope for the simple fact that the song is... It's a it 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 it's a it's a it's it's niggas rapping in the blunt cipher and people being like, come on, yo, like we not even doing that right now, like nigga, we smoking, like we smoking right now, and like, so you know, what's call it will come on, buddy, you know, buddy is the dude, like wait, like you know, chill, chill, niggas, stop, like nigga, come on, like, bro, pass the blunt, like we like we're we're not doing all that rapping right now. So the verses, they'll get, like, cut off. So, like, Smino will go in, start rapping, get cut off. Um, you know, Kaz will go in, get cut off. J.I.D. will start rapping, get cut off. But the way they're getting cut off, it's like, it's Buddy being like, nigga, stop. Like, stop. Like, excuse me. Like, we smoking. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on, nigga. <laughs> stop all this rapping shit. Like, pass the blunt. And then Cole gets, Cole gets cut off and, like, you know, it gets kind of funny. But... That concept is so fucking simple, yet so dope, and I've never heard that be done before. Niggas basically rapping, um, 
basically rapping in the cypher, like, you know, as if we were in a cypher, that shit. And then, you know, you got them niggas that are in the cypher that just be annoyed. Like, why y'all niggas got to do all that rapping shit right now? Like, why can't we just sit here and smoke and just chill? Like, why you got to do, like, come on, nigga. Like, that's real life. I've been that nigga before. So it's it's very dope to hear. This is the only thing that I wanted to have more of on the album. Um, After many plays... I'll give the album an A. I still, I, I, I gave it a high B at first, but I'll give it an A for the simple fact the replay value on this thing is crazy and Cole and what everybody else did on this album is just like, yo, this shit really is fucking dope. What I wanted was this though. I wanted at least five more songs of just Dreamville. You get what I'm saying? Like, give us, give us an Ari and uh, an Ari Lennox and J.I.D. song. Give us that. You know what I'm saying? Give us uh, a J.I.D. Earth Gang and Boss song. Give us that. You know what I mean? Give us J.I.D. and Kaz going neck and neck at each other, basically being like, yo, nigga, like, I know, like, you know, I know you the youngin' of the crew, but, like, like that, like, let's do, like, give us that. Give us a song where J. Cole is talking to Kaz and J.I.D. Like, yo, you niggas are the young boys of the crew. Like, y'all the stars. Like, give us that song. Give us those concepts. Give us that. That's what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted more of that. I just wanted, like, four to five more songs of just straight up Dreamville. That's all I wanted. That's what I wanted. That would have been it for me to be like, yeah. That would have really solidified it for me. Because there's already 18 songs on the album, so why not just give us four more or five more, you know, and call it a day. But give us five more of just a straight-up Dreamville flex. You know what I mean? Like a real Dreamville flex. J.I.D. and Earth Gang together on a song is a cheat code. J.I.D. and Ari Lennox together on a song is a cheat code, bruh. It's a fucking cheat code. But having J. Cole on every single one of your songs is just like, yo, your song's a guaranteed banger. That's just what it is. But, yeah. Nevertheless, that's that, man. That is all the music this week. Um... Like I said, it wasn't that much, but, you know, we're all good. It's all good. And, uh, yeah, man, that's that. So what do you say we get into some story time? You know what I mean? I got I got a little bit of stuff to still talk about. <laughs> uh, so let me take a swig of water first, and then we're going to get into some story time. All right. All right, so, story time. So, I, uh, again, like I said, I've been, uh, you know, a lot on my mind relationship-wise and stuff, um, and I've just been trying to pinpoint that place for me, like, where did this, I guess, this attitude or the way that I carry myself now where did it where did it come from like where when did that when did that come in but it definitely came in um at 25 it came in and I remember I remember when it was so that was what was I 25 um 
Shit, I was what? That was um damn. <laughs> I'm doing I'm terrible at math right now. Um 25 uh was that 23 is that 2013? I think that's 2013. So I'm 31 right now. 13 or well, 30 29 28 27. Okay, so I'm 26. Yeah, but twenty nah, twenty five. Yeah, so twenty thirteen then. Um, yeah, twenty thirteen was the year for me that I was just like, you know what, fuck this shit, like fuck this, fuck relationships. This is, this is stupid. I'm about to be on some shit now, cause fuck this. Uh so like I said, um, you know, I was in a, I was in a relationship with this girl, um. It was only real for about a year. For for it was one real year in there, and then everything else was just it was a waste of time. Like I said, what's the point of us doing this type of thing? Why are we here? We're here for the convenience, basically. Um, but I remember when we got to that point where it was like, you know what? Like she, you know, her phone's locked. My phone's locked. I don't trust what's in her phone. You are, I, I already know she don't trust what's in my phone because she's already seen my phone before and all that. So, yeah. And uh, so this was like the last time she came over. We were chilling. And it was like, it wasn't one of them things like, oh, yeah, like we're chilling. Like, you know, we're hanging. Like, this is nice. This feels nice. It was like you felt it in the air. It was one of them things like, why are we even chilling? Like, you don't even want to chill. Like, I don't even want to, like, be, like, I want I want to be here by myself, to be real. I don't want to be here with you. Like, fuck are you doing here? Uh, and she didn't drive or nothing. So, like, you know, I would have to, t- I, had, I had to take her home. But it's like, I'll fucking drive you home before I do all this shit. Like, this is annoying. And, uh. We basically got to that point. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we had a talk. It was one of them things like we both just we just felt it. We just knew it was like this isn't this is, isn't going to be it's not going to be a thing. And uh, before I went to go drive her home, um, she went to the bathroom and she left her phone on the uh, on the counter. So. I knew, you know, I looked at her, I looked at her, I looked at her, you know, I looked at her screen, so I, I figured out what her code was, so I put her code in there, and uh, I went to the messages, and what I saw in this phone was <laughs> a bunch of dicks, honestly, <laughs> a bunch of dicks man a bunch of niggas sending her pictures of their dick and she was responding to them and some of the niggas she was like yeah like i'm gonna see you tomorrow like one of the you know i'm sure she probably was fucking one or two of them like definitely but i saw nothing but dicks in her phone and I had shit in my phone, yes, but I never had no fucking dicks in my phone. 
I never, I mean, why the fuck would I have dicks in my phone unless they're my dick, right? <laughs> but I never had no titties in my phone, titties and ass. I never had, like, that was, that's never been a thing that was in my phone. I don't do that. And even if I do get uh, <clears throat> pictures sent to me, I delete that shit. I delete it as soon as I look at it enough and be like, all right, cool. I got a mental picture and I delete that shit. But she had a bunch of fucking dicks in her phone, man. And it was like, and it wasn't one of them things like, oh man, I feel insecure about myself. Nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I ain't worried about that. It's the fact that there's just dicks all in the phone and it's like, yo, <laughs> wow. And it was that moment, like, as soon as she got out the car, I remember that, like, we drove, like, you know, I drove her home. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I brought it up to her and was like, yo, why is there dicks all in your phone? Or like, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't bring it up at all because we were both at that point. There's no point in even arguing about this. What would argue, argue for what? It was one of the things, like, when she got out that car, we both knew, yeah, that's it. This isn't, this isn't going to last. This isn't going to keep on going. And when I drove home, it was like a switch went off. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Because ever since that day, I'm like, yo, all girls got pictures of dicks in their phone. You got something. You got a folder in there somewhere. You got dicks in your phone somewhere. Or you probably, you know, talking to some nigga or doing whatever. And I just didn't give a fuck no more. And then after that, like, I tried to get in a relationship. I tried. In 2016, I tried. And I uh, I met this girl. And, uh, you know, I met her on the, uh, through a friend. And I was only with her for, like, two months. And I was just a real asshole to her, man, for no reason either. I was just a dickhead for, like, for no. And she was a nice girl, man. She was nice. She wanted to be with me. Like, it wasn't one of them things like, oh, nigga. Like, no, she was very much so into me. I was into her for sure, but I didn't want to be with her. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be with her. So my way of basically pushing her away was to just be an asshole. And I was just an asshole all the time. Like, I remember there was a time when it was snowing outside. And I was at her house. I was staying at her house. And, um... And uh, she's outside, like, you know, I just pull up, she's outside, and she's shoveling snow. And what I should have said to her when I got out the car was, hey, I got this. Like, go on inside, let me finish this up, go in, you know, uh, I got some hot chocolate, like, you know, let's, put, you know, as you go ahead, put that on. Um, you know, I got this weed right here because, you know, snowed in. So we'll put on a movie. We'll chill out. Let me let me finish this, though. I got this, you know, give her a kiss and tell her to keep it moving. Right. That's what I should have said. Right. That's what I should have said. That's what those are the things I should have done. Um, instead, what I did was I said, why the fuck are you out here shoveling this snow in the cold? Women shouldn't be out here doing that shit. Give me that shovel. Go inside. I'll finish this up. That's that's what I said instead. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's very ass. That's not that's not that's not nice to say. That's not nice at all. <laughs> but that ended, and then uh, the girl after that, you know, same type of thing. Um, just nah. It's like nah, nah. I'm just not. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling this. Like, nah. We can have sex. That's cool. But just not feeling you. And then even the girl after that, it was like nah. And then the girl, there was there was like two girls in between there. Um, once we finally cut that off in 2013, and that was it was the same type of thing. Like I'm just not feeling y'all, yo. I just don't want to do this. One, two. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dating y'all because I just got out of a relationship or whatever the fuck I was in. And the last thing I remember from her, hot, uh, is you know she's hiding dicks in her phone, yo. <laughs> she got dick all in her phone. So now I'm here. Now I'm here. And uh I'm just stuck, man. I'm not even I'm not even stuck. I'm just I don't know. I don't know what's gonna come of this, you know? Uh who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know, but I did I did get to the bottom of that, um, but who knows, man? I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. Maybe I'll have something for you next week when I come on. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, uh, I guess, the breaking point for me was that. Yeah, finding finding dicks on the phone. It was like, nah, fuck all that. So... That's story time for you this week. Uh, one more thing before I get out of here. Um, Hidden Valley, they want to uh, make ranch Pop-Tarts. Um, y'all, can, y'all can go kill yourselves for that shit. Don't, don't fucking make no... Like, what the, f- what the fuck, bro? No, nigga. No. No. A hidden, a hidden Valley... A, a ranch pop tart should not be a thing. I don't care how good ranch is. I don't care if you love ranch. I don't care if ranch is life. No, nigga. A pop tart and ranch don't go together. Stop it. Stop it. Sit your ass down. Put down the weed, okay? Whatever you're smoking, I don't want that because your snack combinations are all fucked up and I don't like that, all right? I don't like that at all. Your snack combination sounds weird to me, all right? It make me not trust you, okay? So get that weed away from me. I want the other weed. The weed is going to have me thinking straight. I don't want this weed with me with the fucked up combinations. Hell no. Your snack combination fucked up. Fix that, okay? Lastly, um... Before we get out of here, uh, we got a few people that got to eat a dick. Um, uh, so um, the Spirit Airlines, they uh, they kicked this black woman off the plane um, because she said uh, they told her that they wanted her to um, remove her from her seat. Uh, cause this woman that was sitting next to her, there was a woman that didn't want to sit next to her. And so because this woman didn't want to sit next to her, 
they made this woman get off her plane. And she paid for this seat. She paid for that seat. She paid for that seat. I don't give a fuck if this person don't feel like sitting next to me. You're going to have to either deal or you can go find or you can go figure it out. But I paid for this seat. I paid for this seat. You can't like, how dare you make me get up out of my seat? Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all spirit airlines? Y'all can eat a dick for that. Like, what the fuck? If anything, that white woman, you should have let her not get on the plane. But you know what? Go ahead and take that dumb shit the fuck off the plane. Because we're not doing that over here. Talking about, I'm not sitting next to her. I refuse. So, well, well, then get the fuck off the plane and wait for the next one. Because this one has, has this person on this plane. That's where your seat is. Deal with it. Or don't. But get the fuck off the plane. Don't make the black woman who paid for her seat, who's minding her own fucking business, don't make her get off the plane. What the fuck, man? Come on, yo. Y'all can eat a dick for that, man. That's dumb. Spirit Airlines, you need to do better, yo. That shit's stupid. Like, for real. Like, wow type shit. It's fucking terrible. I'm just looking at y'all like, man, y'all suck, bro. (laughs) Y'all fucking suck, man. Lastly, um, all this fucking, all this backlash that's happening out here right now over Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry, okay, don't get it confused, Halle Bailey um, being the Little Mermaid is really fucking stupid, and y'all need to really check yourselves, because all of y'all are disgusting, you all are disgusting. You all know that the Little Mermaid's not real, right? You know that this character, Ariel, is not necessarily black or white. She's a fictional fucking character. She's a goddamn fish. And y'all are over here like, no, Ariel can't be white. She can't be black. How dare you make her black? Y'all sound fucking dumb getting outraged over a goddamn character in a movie that's not even real. Mermaids don't even exist, you dumb motherfuckers. And y'all are mad about that? You're this mad that you're going to make Facebook groups and then you make these racist-ass memes? What is wrong with y'all in 2019, man? Yo, I'm so over this shit, man. Y'all can eat a dick, like, for real. I'm so... I'm so, I'm over, I'm over all of this shit, man. I'm over, I'm over all of it, man. This shit is just, this is so sick to me. If you come at me on some dumb shit like, oh man, why would they make the Little Mermaid a black girl? If you come at me with that dumb shit, yo, I'm gonna smack the fuck out you. And that's real shit because this is dumb. You outraged over a character that's not even a real fucking human being, yo. It's a fictional character. Do you know what the fuck fictional means, man? That means this shit is made up. That's what that means. This shit is made up. They made this up. They created this. She's a fucking mermaid. Who knows what color mermaids are, but it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. She's a fucking mermaid. So what? You mad? 
because he made the black girl a mermaid. Oh, my God, Joe. Y'all can go eat a dick, man. Go eat a dick ten times. Fuck is wrong with y'all, bro. This shit is silly. It's so, it's so silly to be outraged over a a cartoon character at that. And y'all are grown adults. You all are adults. You pay bills. You pay mortgages. You have rents that that like you 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 pay for your own groceries and food and you take care of yourself and you're worried about the fucking little mermaid? That's what you worried about? That's the shit that made you mad today? You you, you know, nothing else made you mad today, but you saw that little mermaid shit and you were like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck this shit. Fuck all this shit." Y'all can y'all oh you know what? This is this is crazy. I'm I'm mad. I'm mad. And I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm gonna be as racist as I can now because I'm mad. You know what? Y'all can eat a dick, man. Y'all can eat a dick. And I bet you that Haley is gonna kill it. One, I know she's gonna kill it. Two, the movie's still gonna make the money because even all you racist, dumb motherfuckers, you're gonna go see the movie to go hate on the movie. So you still paying to see the movie so either way uh who gives a fuck eat a dick how about that that's what that is (laughs) y'all can eat a dick so that's that this week this was fun we made it through i got through it (laughs) um you know where to find me man you know where to follow me at suburban uh suburban underscore dope on the instagram at suburban underscore dope on the Twitter, uh, continue to like and review and subscribe to the show. Uh, and yeah, man, like this shit is, this shit is going, it's still going strong. I think, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with anchor, um, for now until the end of the year. I think I'm gonna go back to, uh, the SoundCloud just for the simple fact that, I mean, Yo, I was I was catching real steam on SoundCloud. Like I was at a point where I was getting about 400 plays a week on SoundCloud alone, you know? And this anchor it's tough. Though though my podcast is on more platforms and that's wonderful and that's great. I've been doing my research, man, and fucking, you know, that stuff is great, but uh, I miss, I miss SoundCloud. That's what I will say. I miss it. So I'm going to I'm going to stick to my anchor for a year and when this year is up I'm going back to SoundCloud cuz I want to get these plays. My shit is good. My shit is raw. My shit is authentic like my shit like like my man Arsenal says, you know, battle rap shit. But yo, for real man, like my shit is good and I was getting the plays that I deserved and it sucks when you put in this work sometimes and you don't get you don't get the the traction that you think it's gonna pull in and that's just that's just you know that's just my that's just me just being you know frustrated about little things but I do know that I'm not gonna stop doing this (laughs) I'm only gonna get better at it and I still have a lot of dope shit in in store uh you know we got I Got a few more episodes dropping this week, um, and I'm trying to get better at the interview thing, so be prepared for more of those, and yeah, man, that's it, bro. I'm out here. I'm Andrew Barrow. It's the Bourbon Dope. I'll see you.
see y'all next week, man. Peace.